Hello, and welcome to Love at First Screening special series, Rom-Com Road Trip, where we take you on a winding journey to find the best love and laughter as we create a rom-com plot of our very own. So grab your favorite snacks. Like brown sugar boba milk tea mochi bites. That was so oddly specific. (laughs) Or a glass of wine if you want a roadie. And hurry, we've got a few friends to pick up. I call shotgun. You drive because of the roadie. Buckle Buckle up. up. Dude, that took an act of God herself. Oh, Lord. Wow. That was a hot mess. It fits us because as amazing as the content that we grab is, the best content that we say always happens when we're not recording. It's true. Apparently, I we start before we started recording. I had to turn my fan off, and I got up and I let out a cough that caused <laughs> Madison to start singing an all-time low song. But she only started the first one, and my brain went, "Wait, I know that song." And so then I <laughs> sang the opening, and I was like really mad that we weren't recording. It was so good, but no one will ever know of our musical prowess. Because we've never sung on this podcast, we never will. It's not in our journey. No, not after the cold of 22. Chelsea's voice has never been the same since the cold of the winter of 22. Her vibrato is still stunning. Why do you sound like Benoit Blanc? (laughs) I actually sound like the fucked up love child of Benoit Blanc. And Blanche. <laughs> that is like the Mamma Mia prequel that I want to see. <laughs> but that's like if Blanche were Donna and Benoit Blanc were Harry. Yeah. I want to know what happened. You know what? It would be great because Betty White would be there. She would be, she can't get away from characters named Rose. So she'll be the Rosie. Of the group. Yeah. Or maybe she can be the Sophie. She can be their child. Now I want to sing the song. Except that in my brain when I went to go look for it, I actually found the theme song instead. Okay, shut the fuck up. I was about to say exactly that. I was about to be like, yeah, but instead I just pulled Carol King. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Man, we're, we're sharing the brain cell really hard today. We are both gripping it real tight. (laughs) (laughs) Like orange cats trying to have a thought. Although I feel like in this relationship, you would be the black cat. I would be the orange cat. I'm just knocking shit off of countertops. And you're just like, this isn't how you get food, dude. You're not even knocking off the food. Uh, Everyone write in. Tell me what color cat you would be and what color cat you think we would be. God. This has taken so many turns. I want you to know that while I am currently sipping on a really nice glass of Riesling, this is my first glass. I have not had much at all. I'm just like this sober. Yeah, to be fair, I, I am I am pretty damn sober every time we record and the weirdest shit comes out of my mouth. So we don't want to know what drunk Madison would record on her podcast. Well, the podcast that she's a a, a guest on, chronically. Yeah. Chronic guest. Oh my god, I'm a chronic guest, like the tuberculosis of love at first screening. 
Johnson and Johnson is not willing to cure me either. <laughs> it's not lucrative for them. Ah, oh, Madison, Madison, Madison. Chelsea's tuberculosis is so historically important and we need to talk about it more. And if we were a history podcast, we would, but we're not, so we won't. No. Instead, I'm going to tell you a story, the star of which is an undercover... Has tuberculosis... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is it... Damn it, Madison, you're ruining the twist. (laughs) God. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Please continue. No. Today for you, I have prepared a secret rock star romance as per your request because i refused to do the bodyguard romance i am so excited for this so i'd like you to imagine a like mountain town it's Mm. not the kind of town you would call sleepy by any means it's definitely a touristy spot these are people the opposite of the beach folks you know like it's a beach town Mm -hmm. but in the mountains do you see what i'm saying So if you're rich, Aspen. If you're not rich, maybe somewhere in Colorado. Aspen is in Colorado. Fucking shit, Chelsea. (laughs) Do you think that I know anything about geography? Anywhere else in Colorado, I should say, because I obviously know that Aspen is in Colorado because I'm great at geography and I know everything about states and cities. Of course, of course. I would never even question your knowledge. Um, anyway. I appreciate that. In this town, we have a young woman whose name starts with I. Mm. Isa. Isa. Okay. So Isa works at a classic gift shop. You'd find this in any kind of mountain town like this. There's a lot of rustic wooden tree ornaments, locally made fruit preserves, And souvenir t-shirts that definitely lean into the gender binary in a way that would charm uncles, but revolt every single one of your progressive cousins. Asheville. Okay, I'm with. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. She works here. She's kind of like that unenthused employee. They do get foot traffic. She's not the only person that works there, but her aunt and uncle own the store And after she had to move back to town, she took over. It's definitely not her passion, but she's also not complaining about the job. Like, sure, it's customer service, but she is able to live in this really beautiful place and go out and shoot photography on the weekends. And she's just vibing for the moment. Nice. Now, this is a split POV story. So we're going to... Go on over to our uh, to our other character, whose name starts with F. Ooh, um, hmm. The only thing I can come up with is Frank, but I want something better. This person is, we'll say, more femme leaning. Okay, okay. Does that help you? It does. Um, although now the only thing I can come up with is Ferrero Rocher. Uh, <laughs> well, we we could do like a Frankie. Sure. Let's do that. So Frankie is the guitarist in this queer indie band called Chateau Noir. They were a band that have known each other since late high school. Classic garage band kind of thing. Dreamed of becoming big. It probably never would have happened 
But then the world stayed inside for a very long time. And for an unknown they, reason. For an unknown reason. And they blew up on social media. They were putting out content and people were paying attention in a way that they hadn't been previously. And they all of a sudden got huge. So huge to the point that they are now having opening spots touring with top tier musicians in that genre. Nice. Other rock stars, other pop artists, things like that. They are touring. It's great. Except that, unbeknownst to the general public, the band is in turmoil. Oh, no. And the band manager, in all of her wisdom, her name begins with a K. Katrina. Katrina. We're going to call her Kat for short. Band manager loves these guys. Found them, scooped them up before anybody else could, is making things happen for them. She does not want this to turn into a full-on Fleetwood Mac situation. Mm -hmm. So Kat has decided to force them to take separate vacations. We're all going to have a little bit of a rest. We're going to recharge. We're going to come back. And we're going to finally record this second album. Nice. And Kat is kind of, she's the no-nonsense lady that could definitely manage the whole entire country. So, of course, she's going to make this happen for just, like, one indie band. Mm -hmm. Frankie, the guitarist, decides to jet off to the other side of the country to none other than this mountain touristy town. thinking we'll that Smashville. Smashville? Yeah, that's the name of the town. Okay. That's a dumb name, but I'll accept it. Um, <laughs> it. It rhymes with what I feel like this town would look like. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay, I I got it. Unless you want to call it Schmalonaga. <laughs> so Smashville is where Frankie jets off to. Checks in at a little cabin B and B situation. Is gonna go to the local shops, gonna go on a nature hike, gonna do the things you would do, right? At some point, Frankie stumbles in to the gift shop where Issa works. So in walks Frankie, and Issa, who notoriously doesn't look up, gives the kind of like, hello, hey, how are you? Let me know if you need any help, but goes back to doing whatever it is she's doing at the desk. And so Frankie kind of looks around, you know, she's trying to find some ridiculous tacky souvenir to bring home with her. Issa all of a sudden looks up and sees the most attractive woman she has ever seen in her life. And it is like, imagine you are at your humdrum job Mm -hmm. and in walks like Kate Blanchett. You would be like, your guts would just kind of like fall like they would just dissolve and then just like fall out of any orifice that gravity would allow you know what i mean i think what you're saying is i would shit my pants and that is exactly correct. yeah so that's sort of what's happening here isa doesn't know what to do it has been a long time since she has tried to flirt with anyone ask anyone out and she doesn't love the idea of hitting on a customer. First of all, it's not practical. These people are here on 
vacation by and large best case scenario any person that walks in lives like an hour or two away from this town and is just here for like the day bringing in out of town relatives with them but most often people are coming from many states away so this person probably lives hundreds if not thousands of miles away from here so not practical but i mean what sapphic relationship doesn't start with incredible obstacles in their way you know so like that's not necessarily deterring her but you know it is something to consider now chelsea i hate to stop you really quick um but i do want to throw some uh wild magic into your story and tell you that at some point you have to incorporate the idea of uh house goats like goats that live in your house and you walk on leashes like maybe like pygmy goats um that live in someone's house uh like my neighbor used to in the tiny mountain town that i once lived in and he used to walk his goats around the center of town on leashes anyway that's your wild magic okay great 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 great. all right obviously not practical not necessarily stopping her but also just the intense nervousness that she feels She hasn't done this in so long. She's so out of practice and she doesn't want to be a rambling idiot. She wants to be poised and composed and cool and kind of aloof, like just feel the vibes sort of thing. And so in her head, what she says is something to the effect of, I like your boots. What actually happens is that she goes on a long rambling monologue about leather and is it better or worse for the environment because all of the vegan alternatives are plastic and you have to replace the shoes and leather lasts for a long time. So like, would it be better? And like, we're already eating cows and you know, it's something like that. That's kind of the monologue. That's amazing. That's happening. Frankie finds this incredibly charming. She is like, (laughs) this is great. Very clear that either this person is having a a moment, like this is a special interest or a hyperfixation, which Frankie can totally get behind. Like she also has some of those and she could ramble on about things for hours on end. Or more likely, this girl is trying to flirt with her in a very uh suave way but is incredibly (laughs) nervous which is like how can that not be endearing yeah and the band's in turmoil but frankie's like look i came here to get away from the drama and just have a good time so i'm gonna ask this girl out for coffee frankie's like when does your shift end isa's like I'll be done in an hour and a half or so. Frankie's like, great, I'll come pick you up. Do you know of like a coffee shop or something around here? Issa's like, sure. So they go on their little coffee date. They're having a great time. They're hitting it off. Lots of rambly monologues about lots of things because Frankie is a rock star, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have her insecurities. And this is an adorable girl. They're getting along really well. They're having a great conversation. And all of a sudden in walks Issa's sister. Name starts with a J. Ugh, a J. Do we like the sister? Yeah. Okay, her name's Jennifer. I feel like I could like a Jennifer better than like a Jessica. Sorry to any Jessicas. (laughs) Okay. 
All right. So Jennifer walks in and Jennifer sees her sister. Frankie's back is towards Jennifer. So she comes over. She just starts chatting. And as Issa is introducing Frankie, Jennifer starts looking at Frankie in a very odd way. The kind of way that Frankie clocks as this girl knows who I am. Like, it's clear that Issa has no idea who Frankie is, but Mm -hmm. Jennifer definitely knows. But Jennifer is also doing that thing where, based on everything about her, she is not someone that's going to be like, oh my god, let me fangirl over you. And also, Mm -hmm. Frankie doesn't know if this is a fan, how this girl knows who she is. So Frankie's just playing it cool. They finish up the coffee date. Jennifer is like, Issa, let me walk you home. So as they're walking home, Jennifer's like, do you know who you were just sitting with? Issa's like, uh, you mean Frankie? And then Jennifer is like, that's Frankie of Chateau Noir. And here's the thing you have to know about Jennifer. Jennifer left school. And after being home for a very long time, kind of launched out into the world with the goal of being social media manager to the stars. Mm. She is in the know about every single person that is famous on every single platform for doing every single different type of thing. She knows book influencers and makeup influencers and musicians and comedy sketch artists you know cartoonists like she knows everybody who is anybody on the internet whether or not the average person would know who this is so the thing that you have to understand is that Issa doesn't have any like she has one social media account where she posts one or two pictures to like once or twice a year and almost never scrolls on So Issa only knows famous people that are famous enough to end up in, like, a proper tabloid. Mm -hmm. She does not get swept up in any kind of internet drama. Issa's living the life. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Can we all be Issa? The thing is, Jennifer, as somebody who's very in the know, has presented Issa with, oh my God, do you know who that is? So many times. And Issa so many times has gone back home, gotten on her favorite search engine and been like, who is this person? And is like, I don't know. They do makeup videos. Like that's kind Mm -hmm. of Issa's takeaway. And so ultimately she decides these are not people that like, why would I care that, you know, like it's great, like that they have this following. Like I don't begrudge them that. But, like, it just does not – it's not in my orbit of things. So, at this point in their relationship, Issa is completely like, yeah, okay, whatever. I roll. This person is basically, as far as Issa's concerned, the most popular girl at high school A, but you go to high school B. Like, why would you even care? Fair. She's like, this is probably someone who does, like – covers of Lumineers songs on the internet and some people have liked it yeah but of course now Jennifer is like are you going to see her again and we like Jennifer but Jennifer is definitely trying to figure out how she can use this to her advantage maybe she can get one of her clients in a video with Frankie 
can she have some kind of relationship with Frankie? And it's not like a super predatory way. It's more like a really excited way. Okay. Yeah. A kind of way that you're going to like roll your eyes at her enthusiasm, but she's not being manipulative or anything like that. She's professional, but definitely enthusiastic. Issa's like, please don't bother this woman that I've had one date with. I would like to possibly see her again. They go home. Jennifer drops Issa off at her apartment. And the next day, Issa goes to work. And around mid-morning, in walks Frankie with a really big cup of coffee and a incredible-looking pastry, which she slides across the counter in really suave fashion to Issa because she knows how to treat a lady. Oh my god, that's that's some that's some hot girl shit right there. That's here. I brought you a giant iced dirty vanilla chai latte with oat milk and a croissant. Like, yeah, wow. Issa, while she doesn't care that Frankie might be kind of famous, feels like it's worth mentioning, even though she hasn't googled her. She feels like it would be dishonest for them to continue interacting now that she knows that they're peripherally famous. Mm -hmm. So she just sort of mentions, my sister is a fan of yours. And Frankie's like, oh, you know who I am? And Issa's like, to be honest, no, you're just some internet person, which definitely sounds a little condescending. (laughs) But, (laughs) But Frankie mostly finds it funny because... At this point in their career, Frankie is a rock star. Maybe wouldn't call Chateau Noir superstars, but they are definitely on the rise. And if their career continues like this in the next five years, they will be a household name. They will be in those like music hall of fame kind of like that's where they're headed, which is why Kat sent them all on a little break. So that yeah. they didn't blow up their career. Slancha. <laughs> they kind of laugh it off and they decide, Issa's like, how much longer are you in town for? Frankie's like, I'm in town for the next couple of weeks. I'd definitely like to keep seeing you. And Issa's like, not going to turn this down, right? Because she is incredibly charmed by Frankie. And if it doesn't work out, Frankie's going to be gone. It's not like this small town where the actual locals aren't there's not a lot of people therefore Mm -hmm. like she's dated the only two like queer women that live there and not that it's super awkward but like there definitely was a period of awkwardness post dating Mm -hmm. so she's looking forward to the possibility of something new but also the kind of safety net of not having to run into this person in the event that it doesn't work out. This person's going to go away and never come back. Of course, Frankie's like, what time do you get off today? You're going to show me the sights. Like, take me to do something fun, something I'm not going to get to do anywhere else. And so she's like, I actually have to do some babysitting for my sister, um, but you are more than welcome to come with me. It's not a problem. I'll text her. So she goes over to Jennifer's house, but what Frankie doesn't know is that they're not babysitting just any kid. They're babysitting a little goat. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh my god, what's the goat's name? 
The goat's name is Godfrey. Amazing. They're taking this little goat named Godfrey on walks. They are taking it out into the yard and watching it hop around. They're giving him goat-approved treats that I I don't know what that would be. Um, <laughs> hey? I but it's like things that are safe for the goat to eat. They are having the time Goats of their life. Goats can eat tinfoil, so it's pretty much anything. Frankie's like, I did not know that people had goats as pets and Issa's like oh yeah Jennifer is very bizarre I think that she thinks her life needs to be super eccentric because of the type of work that she does it just makes her more mysterious and alluring to her clients Mm -hmm. so they have a great time with Godfrey the goat um (laughs) amazing Frankie invites Issa back to her little bed and breakfast. They get dinner, they get drinks, then they're they're walking back to the little bed and breakfast. And as they're getting closer, Issa is starting to sweat. Oh no. She is like, oh no. Because the bed and breakfast where Frankie is staying is owned and operated by Issa's ex. Oh my god. Oh wow. Okay. If I'm Isa, it's like such a good question. Of, do I even go in? Do I be like, mm, actually, this has been really fun. I'll chat with you later. I have diarrhea. <laughs> like, I gotta bounce. So yeah, she's definitely doing this dance, but she doesn't want to end the night. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like wondering if she'll be able to just sneak by real quick. Unfortunately, it doesn't work because, of course, her ex is standing right there. Her ex whose name starts with an o olive isa's ex olive is like isa oh my gosh takes a second and looks at the two of them and immediately olive's like okay that's why isa's here because why on earth it's a bed and breakfast this is not like a restaurant this is not a type of place that anyone would walk in unless they are staying there or are visiting somebody it's definitely like an awkward thing that frankie definitely picks up on and is like oh no because now if they go upstairs it's just gonna be super awkward but also they don't want the night to be over yeah what do you do if you are frankie and you want to save the day in that situation do you just take Issa's hand and just run upstairs and be like fuck it or do you suggest something else like what do you do um i okay i think if i'm frankie this is someone that i presumably like or would like to like and they're very obviously in an awkward potentially uncomfortable situation i think my first instinct would just to be like remove both of us from the situation and just stuck like is i I guess in this situation of fight or flight uh, i am flight (laughs) Frankie is nothing if not pretty suave, can think on their feet. So she turns around to Issa and is like, thank you so much for I just got so lost. Like, I just could not find (laughs) this. Like, thank you so much. And then leans in to shake Issa's hand and then whispers, go around the back. (laughs) That is so clever and so much better than my option. (laughs) my option was just to flee the state (laughs) yeah exactly obviously i mean 
that's always an option to flee the state. <laughs> Change your name. Get a new identity. So they do the little switcheroo. Issa runs around the side of the building. Frankie goes and lets her in. They go upstairs, put on some very fluffy robes because how oh, can you not? I love me a robe that's fluffy. Have some pastries that they got from the little bakery in town. They oh, are just yeah. living life. It's very cozy, very cute. Of course, there's a couple of spooches because there has to be. I was about to say, there's fluffy robes and pastries. One thing leads to another. Exactly. They're not Mormon. Like <laughs> <laughs> This isn't Utah. I'm kidding. I know that Mormons don't only live in Utah. Just, Just a lot of them. of them. Yeah, most of them. I know geography is what I'm trying to say. They're kind of laying around, having a great time. They start talking. Frankie's asking Issa about her life and like, how long have you lived here? That kind of a thing. Like Issa is like, you know, I came back here when the world basically went into hibernation and mm -hmm. I left this like really stressful job and it was just so relaxing here. And I don't know, there was just something meditative about living here. It's not something I want to do forever. I have things that I want to do, but for right now, this feels, I just feel very peaceful and I'm like not ready to give that up yet. And mm -hmm. Frankie, peace is a word that Frankie hasn't really understood for a very long time because what both Issa and the rest of the world don't know is that the band has been a really toxic environment since they left high school. Ever mm. since they became famous, it has been one thing after the other. None of them consider each other friends anymore, which makes working with each other very difficult. There's been lots of dating within the band that's turned sour and rotten, including for Frankie. She dated the lead singer for a while and then there was some infidelity with another band member oh and my so God. i know it's it's like the kind of thing you love from the outside yeah. and and like totally removed from it but inside it's terrible because every single one of these people's careers are heavily invested in this thing, which means they have to see each other all the time. Mm -hmm. Frankie wants nothing more than for music to be their career. Frankie's incredibly passionate about music, but Frankie's coming to the realization after being in this place for like a week or so that there has been a knot inside of them that has been so tight and it's like starting to relax to the point that they don't want to go back. Yeah. So Frankie, of course, doesn't tell any of this to Issa in this moment because that's not how storytelling works. Um, <laughs> you can't just give all the cards to your lover right now. They have a beautiful night together. They share some kind of half-truths, if you will. Mm -hmm. And in the morning... They go their separate ways, and Frankie gets a call from Kat, the band manager. Mm. 
checking up on Frankie. How's your vacation going? And Frankie's honest. It's been really good. You know, I've realizing how unhappy we have all been over the past few years. And I think that this time away has been really beneficial. But Kat, of course, isn't just calling to check up. It has been a few weeks because this little mountain town is not the only place that Frankie has been. It's been a it's been a few weeks of hiatus. Cat is calling because people have noticed some inconsistencies online with the band members posting things. And of course, in this age of everything being documented, there is just a horde of super fans and internet sleuths that are trying to figure out what is going on with Chateau Noir. Oh my god. So now Kat has to do some damage control. So Kat says, I need to figure out how to get some of you together to do some social media posts so that we can keep this under wraps. And of course, the person that Kat needs Frankie to be in posts with is none other than the lead singer and the bassist who had the torrid affair. Oh my god. Can you name the lead singer and the bassist for me? Yeah. The lead singer's name is Naomi. Naomi. Okay. And the bassist? Lindsay. Lindsay. Okay. Lindsay and Naomi have been shacked up together in a beach town, but they went out clubbing and people saw them together. Like... Do you remember the Try Guys scandal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what Chateau Noir is trying to deal with. It's not quite, but I just mean in the sense of like fans picking up on something being amiss and kind of notifying parties involved mm-hmm. and then them trying to handle it internally. Okay. okay. So Kat wants both Naomi and Lindsay to go to this mountain town in order for people to be like, nope, they're all friends. Everything's good. The drummer. I need a drummer's name. Butch. Butch. I love it. Thank you. Butch is going to come too. It's going to be really wonderful and really great. They're going to take a bunch of photos, right? And no one is ever going to know that they're having problems. Perfect. Frankie is sweating. It's Frankie's turn to freak out. Frankie is having a panic attack in the middle of the coffee shop when in walks Jennifer. Oh. Who's like, what's wrong? And Frankie is just like, I'm just stressed about work. Trying to be vague because Frankie is aware that Jennifer knows who she is. Right. Now, Jennifer, she's classy. But, like, also who she is, just generally interested, she starts to put pieces of the puzzle together, right? She's seen the rumors online. She knows that stuff is going down. So she's like, does this have to do with Lindsay and Naomi being seen at that club together? 
And Frankie's mm-hmm. like, no, I just, that you know, there's like, and it's very clear that Frankie is lying, but not lying well, because Frankie's in the middle of just some kind of emotional turmoil. Right. She's like, come on, let's go. So they go off on a little like getaway because Issa is at work. During this getaway, she's trying to get Frankie to be a little bit more calm, a little bit more centered, and maybe be able to open up about some of the things that have been going on. But also, it was clearly not a good situation. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Jennifer's doing her best. And not going to lie, she is kind of hoping that maybe if she endears herself to Frankie, that, like, it will open connections for her. Like, she's being a good person, but, like, also sometimes it pays to be a good person. Kind of Jennifer's attitude. Right. Okay. Jennifer thinks it might be a good idea to share with Frankie because she might feel more inclined to open up if she feels like it's a everybody's being open and yeah and reciprocal yeah so Jennifer starts talking about her chosen career path a subtle plug for her services but she also lets it be known that she does feel somewhat responsible for the fact that Issa hasn't gone back to work since the world came out of hibernation, if you will. Because prior to the great hibernation, she had been at home working at the gift shop. She had been taking care of her aunt and uncle. But when Issa came back into the picture and it was clear she needed a break, it seemed like the perfect time for her to be able to go and do the things that she wanted to do, but felt a little bit like weighed down by the family stuff. Mm-hmm. But now she's like, I think Issa doesn't know how to leave, even though right. like she's not unhappy, but she also could be happier. There are parts of her life that it's very clear to Jennifer, somebody that's known her for her entire life, that she's not fulfilled in. But because mm-hmm. she's feeling this sense of peace, she's kind of convinced herself that this is what she needs to do for now. And she's really worried that Issa will never go back to her creative projects, will never do the things, and ultimately is going to grow to resent not just this town and the family, but like in particular, Jennifer. This makes sense. So Frankie decides that Chateau Noir is not a lost cause in the sense of like, it's gonna like fall apart, but a lost cause in the sense that like, she can't, figure out that can of worms right now but what she can do is encourage another creative person to put themselves out there because that's what she and her band did Mm -hmm. so on their next date they go axe throwing oh my god amazing (laughs) you know oddly enough none of my dates has ever trusted me with something sharp like that wow i know can you believe that? This is coming from me, who is always cautious, always very cognizant of risk. I mean, if they act like I would go to someone's family cabin and just take a shot of mystery liquid on the countertop. <laughs> they won't trust me with an axe. <laughs> For anyone who's wondering, I will not be explaining. So they're axe throwing adrenaline's high how can it not be you're throwing sharp objects like life Mm -hmm. or death sort of and frankie starts talking to Issa. they're like you mentioned that you know you're feeling a 
great sense of peace. Like, what did you do prior to the great hibernation? And Issa's like, oh, you know, I worked this really stressful job and I just... It was a lot and it turned the thing I loved into something that I hated and didn't recognize anymore. And as she's saying this, Frankie is kind of like thinking like, oh, no. Yeah. Is this what's going to happen to me? Being with the band making music was something that we loved for so long and it was such a passion project. And, you know, we all had crappy jobs, but like we were all pretty happy. and pretty functional and now we can't even look at each other it's a different circumstance but it's sort of the same thing is happening to me and right as frankie is about to start opening up in walks a bachelorette party to throw axes and they immediately see frankie and start squealing because well i mean bachelorette parties do a lot of squealing probably yeah, and it's, it's a bunch of woo girl shit yeah even if it's not even non-gendered you're still a woo girl regardless of gender if you're in a bachelorette party it is a weird experience for Issa because in that moment she's like wait frankie might not just be some internet person <laughs> Yeah. All of these girls are asking Frankie for her autograph, telling her how much they love this song and that song. Oh my God, is Lindsay single? Would love to spend the night with Lindsay. They're asking about Naomi, about Butch. You know, there's some kind of innuendo about Butch being a drummer and parts of your body that might look like drums maybe in a certain light, you know. (laughs) That's the vibe that's happening. Oh my god, how thick is his drumstick? Like that? Yeah. So Frankie is is surrounded by people. And because the Bachelorettes have kind of broken the unspoken veil that Mm -hmm. might have been surrounding them before, where there might have been other people in the facility that recognized Frankie but didn't say anything because they were being polite. Well, they've like now broken that down and everyone anyone is like i'm this is my chance to like meet a famous person right and all of a sudden isa gets completely pushed off into a corner with nothing to do but google frankie oh my god that's horrid when she sees the upcoming tour and who the headliner is she is like oh my goodness these are real famous people that i know and apparently frankie is going on tour with them this is a show i would go see and not because of frankie yeah she knew that frankie was a musician but again didn't think it was capital m musician thought it was like oh i make like fun cute songs on the internet like that was the assumption yeah how do we think isa is feeling about this interaction and also about the potential future relationship that they may or may not have. So if I was Issa realizing this, God, there's so many thoughts. I don't even know like what to be like, oh, well, my first thought would be because there's so many thoughts. Why is this 
super famous musician even it took me what what if someone's gotten pictures of us together my face gets splashed around on the internet like these bachelorette types look like they are taking 40 pictures a second and I do I want this newfound relationship being splashed across the daily mail holy shit why did frankie not explain to me that they were this these are all of my thoughts and not all of my thoughts because there are more but that's what i'm dealing with as isa so isa is definitely like why didn't frankie explain to me that they were this famous also why has it taken a whole week and a half for us to be bombarded by people because look again touristy mountain town and this is not the first time that there would have been a celebrity there i mean during the summer parts of the town have been sectioned off so like they can create like straight to tv movies but it's some of those things that's like it's just normal in this town Mm -hmm. but like she's definitely seen certain celebrities be mobbed by people before so she I just don't know again. Why, but I want to break in and let you know that the celebrities I'm picturing right now, for some reason, being in this town is John Stamos. Take that as uh, John Stamos has absolutely been to this town, and he was Amazing. absolutely swarmed. And then he bought everyone espresso at the coffee shop. What a guy! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Smashville loves John Stamos. There's a picture of him in the coffee shop hanging <laughs> up. It's their like pride and joy. You could say that um, everywhere you look, there's a John Stamos. <laughs> oh, Lord. I would apologize, but I won't. So she's confused that it's taken this long for this to happen. She's also a little confused as to why Frankie wouldn't say, like, I'm a musician that's on tour with insert really famous band in that show. Like, they're on tour with Boy Genius, you know? Ugh freaking love boy genius oh my god you know what i mean obsessed okay and she's also confused as to why jennifer didn't make an even bigger deal out of it her head is swirling she's definitely not loving that she's been like pushed to the side she doesn't really know what to do her inner peace is kind of like putting up a brick wall finally frankie is able to remove themselves from the swaths of people and grabs Issa and is like you know like let's get out of here they go back to Issa's apartment they're having a a chat on the stoop and Frankie's like look I'm I'm so sorry about that Issa confronts Frankie it's like oh my gosh why didn't you tell me and here's where Frankie's slightly confused Frankie is like well I just I thought your sister told you who I was like I, I, or, you know, I just thought you didn't care or you, and she's like, well, no, like my sister just thinks everyone's famous, even if they like snort jello on the internet. So I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I just need you to know that in this moment, I thought like, surely it would have to be the jello powder because to snort gelatin in its final form would be incredibly difficult have you not seen no 
with John Cusack? Oh my god, no, but I need to. I love John Hughes. I love both John and Joan. He has a friend, and throughout the movie, it's like he wants to be a drug addict, but he never has drugs, so he's just snorting, like, jello, like, jello off of a tray that you would be eating. Jello. Oh my god. Snow. I think maybe pudding. That's not the kind of snow you're supposed to snort. No, 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 no. Like actual snow on a a mountain. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Um, Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say pudding? That just registered. I think I'm pretty sure I could be. I know Jello for a fact. The put I might be wrong on the pudding, but he like almost every scene that he's in. He is snorting through a straw, like, something. Tell me why I'm just picturing him chopping up a line of jello, like, from a cube to, and then just, anyway. Okay, yes, snorting jello. That's your homework, is to watch that movie. I will, because I need to understand how someone snorts jello. Anywho, we have this kind of heart to heart and Frankie legitimately opens up about the thing that she is not supposed to talk about. If Kat found out that she is spilling basically state secrets, she would be horrified, especially because Issa's sister is like a social media queen. She could slip this secret to even one of her clients and it would be all over it would blow up it would blow up the internet it would blow up chateau noir but frankie is like look here's what's going on and now my bandmates including my ex and my ex-friend are coming here because we need to save face and isa is like that's horrible that is the worst thing i've ever heard of why are you putting up with any of it and frankie's like because we've worked so hard and this is what i want and isa's like look frankie i i get it but it almost seems like a sunk cost fallacy for you Mm -hmm. to believe that you know, I'm like, you, you've already gained a lot of recognition. You're a talented musician. You could find other people. But also, like, you enjoyed the music most when you were making it in your garage. After you became famous and you got the recognition, everything you loved about this band just kind of fell apart. And it just doesn't really seem worth it. And yeah. here's the thing. Issa has just done the thing that is, she's been incredibly wise, but the thing about wisdom is that it can be really, like, you could choke on it going down, you know? Like, Yeah. It It's kind of, like, certain truths are really tough to hear, and even though this is a realization that Frankie was coming to at the axe-throwing place prior to the bachelorette party breaking everything up... It is one thing to think it yourself. It is another thing to hear it said to you. Yeah. And now Frankie is building a wall around their peace, their mind, because she can't imagine letting this all go yet. Sure, it's uncomfortable, 
but they are on the precipice of being the kind of band that people will name next to lots of other historic musical acts. They're on the edge of great. <laughs> oh. So uh, 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 in the spirit of supporting the WGA and the SAG after strikes, um, I cannot uh, endorse uh, or, um, you know, uh, uh, really talk much about media uh, of struck workers that I would advise people to consume. But if you accidentally stumbled upon that's on you for finding something amazing. That's all I'm going to say. And then you can, you too can get that joke that I just made for Chelsea. <laughs> So Frankie's upset and is choosing to be mad at Issa instead of at Kat for trying to keep her quiet, at Naomi for cheating, at Lindsay for betraying her, at Butch for no doubt whatever dumb thing Butch has done. Because <laughs> like I said, yeah. complete turmoil. Of course, Frankie leaves. This is your classic third act breakup. Oh my god, it's so good. Things are on the rocks. They are shaken. And they are stirred. <laughs> it's the craziest martini in the world. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I love your pajama bottoms. Oh my god, thank you. I stole them from Serena. Yeah. Adorable. I wear them as regular pants too. <laughs> Great. Because they're passable. So Issa is sitting there on the stoop of her apartment trying to figure out what just happened. She goes over to Jennifer's house. Godfrey answers the door. As he should. He is, in fact, uh, the doorman. <laughs> the door goat. Yeah, well, he. here's the thing. Here's my personal belief. I think that all pets that are house pets should contribute. They're not paying rent unless they're famous internet pets. So I think that it's the least that Godric could do is to Godfrey. be the... Oh, yes, that one too. Both of them should be the door goats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when she comes, she realizes that Jennifer has gotten a second goat named Godric. <laughs> Perfect. It's not... <laughs> That's amazing. So we've added a second goat. You've really doubled down on the yeah. on the little sprinkle of extra, and I love it. Issa is confiding in Jennifer. Issa is sharing state secrets with Jennifer. Jennifer does the internet stuff. Jennifer does the internet stuff. Now, Jennifer is first and foremost a great sister. So yeah. the first thing Jennifer does is console her sister who is understandably upset for in the span of like 40 minutes finding out that the woman she's been dating is a rock star of epic proportion but also that the fact that they are a rock star is a problem seemingly because being a rock star is difficult for Frankie and not just because it would be difficult for the two of them to date for all of the reasons that it would be difficult to date a celebrity, as I imagine. In the span of 40 minutes, this is blown up and she's upset. And she doesn't really think about the fact that she is 
divulging information that is very clear, like, that nobody is supposed to know. After Jennifer invites her to stay the night, she's like, look, I have an early morning, but, you know, you hang out here. You lie low. You're not working tomorrow. But Jennifer really, really can't let it go because she has now had confirmation that the thing the internet suspects is true and it's so much juicier than they could have ever imagined oh see here's the thing i am a great lover of gossip so much so that i have listened to every episode of the amazing podcast normal gossip because what i get in my day-to-day from the people i interact with is insufficient but jennifer there's just some gossip that you just you just swallow it down you swallow it down and you don't let it come back up so jennifer is like i have to tell someone about this oh i am jennifer i don't want to admit this about myself um i i am jennifer i understand you know who i'd be calling well my sister already knows she's the one who told me i'm calling either my best friends or my mother. Well, she's calling not just her best friend, but five of her best friends. Oh my Plus gosh, a few acquaintances that she's like, you know what? We haven't chatted in like two years. This is the time to call them. God, this is my worst trait. <laughs> just being <laughs> being put on blast in the form of Jennifer. Oh my God. I'm so mad at her. I know. But here's the thing. She isn't using this as a career move. It's just like she has this information. She has she just has to share it. Yeah, it's eating her alive. She just like needs to tell all of the people. And she does oh the God. like, you know, oh my god, you didn't hear this from me, but mm-hmm. by the next morning, every single website is running a story about the great calamity that is Chateau Noir. The band is in shambles. They are the illegitimate love child of Fleetwood Mac. They are (laughs) making their forefathers and foremothers so proud with the absolute mess that they've created. Everyone's speculating on the next album, comparing it to rumors. Oh, that's really hard to live up to. I know. Rumors is like top five. Think about how slowly gossip went around back then. And now we have the internet. Cat comes bursting through the bed and breakfast in a tizzy, trying to find Frankie. Frankie is nowhere to be found. Oh my god. Frankie's probably like, I have to get the fuck out of Dodge. Now everybody knows the deep dark secrets. And not only that, their skin suit is probably hanging in Kat's closet after (laughs) she flayed them alive. So Kat is knocking down every business door trying to find Frankie because Naomi, Lindsay, and Butch are going to be there in like a couple of hours for this photo shoot. They are in the air flying when this news breaks oh my god that's devastating imagine being in a metal tube while your (laughs) life is falling apart like there are worse things for sure but damn if there aren't better things like imagine your life falls apart you're in a metal tube 
in the sky. The snacks are shit. Alternatively, you could be getting a root canal. I think I'd be at the dentist. In she comes to the coffee shop while Issa is there getting coffee. Now, again, Issa, not on social media, doesn't really scroll. Issa doesn't know that this has happened. But when Kat comes in and Kat is asking about Frankie, Issa immediately perks up. She's like, oh, you're looking for Frankie? And Kat's like, yes, do you know where she is? And Frankie's like, I don't know. I was with her last night. But and now Kat's like, wait a second. You know who this is, not because they're a celebrity, but because you were hanging out with them. Now Kat has some questions because what Kat wants to know is how this information got out. Yeah. Kat is oh furious. Issa is add another skin suit. Issa is trying to extract herself from this interaction, but Kat is not having that. Kat is yeah. able to find out that Frankie and Issa had been seeing each other, that she was really upset last night and when Issa had suggested that maybe the band wasn't for them. But now Kat is not only upset because she thinks that Kat, uh, that Issa is potentially where the information came from. Yeah. Now she's mad because Issa suggested to Frankie that she walk away from Chateau Noir. And if you are a band manager, this is honestly grounds for murder. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you say? Oh my god, no, Issa's skin suit is now hanging in a garment bag in Kat's main closet. Why? She's just filleted like Warren, you know? Oh my god. Hung between trees, just like a muscly meat suit. It's been a second since we had a a good reference there. Nice. Yeah, nice. I know. It's a subtle one. I don't... I I think... we We don't need to name it. Your favorite ex park ranger hasn't actually gotten to that episode yet though (laughs) oh no they can't listen to this they can they'll just be very confused okay that's fine or terrified and not want to continue watching oh no well that's not an option unfortunately um by the power vested in me as a junior florida state park ranger uh they have to finish it i don't make the rules i just enforce them so okay yeah all of a sudden Cat's phone rings. In the time that she's been tearing up this town, trying to find Frankie, the rest of the band has arrived. They're trying to figure out where to go, but also they have been bombarded by paparazzi the minute they landed. So they're like, what is going on, Cat? They're all calling Frankie. Frankie's not answering. Olive, the hotel or bed and breakfast manager, found Frankie's phone. So clearly Frankie had left it there. All of a sudden, Issa gets a call from Jennifer. And Jennifer's like, can you come to this spot on the hiking trail? She does. And they see off in the distance a car that's by the lake. And inside the car is Frankie. Frankie has been hiding out. That is such a vibe. Both of them go over. And what do they do? First, they make sure that they were not bitten by any ticks on their hike towards the car because tick-borne illnesses are rampant, are uh, ever-increasing with higher uh, temperatures due to climate change, 
and they can have long-lasting effects that uh, are like that of an immunocompromising disorder. So first and foremost, they're making sure they do not have any tick bites. But second, Frankie told one person. So obviously they know that that one person either sold them out to everyone or told someone who sold them out to everyone. So why would Frankie be inclined to talk to either of them? Obviously they have to try. Jennifer and Isa have to try to talk to Frankie, but I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. Also, what if Frankie has a tick bite that adds a whole new layer? Here's the thing. Frankie doesn't actually know. (gasps) Because Frankie left early in the morning, left without their phone, and... Is just communing with nature? Is communing with nature because the reason Frankie left is not because of the scandal breaking. The reason Frankie left is because of their own personal turmoil with trying to deal with heartbreak betrayal a crazy career that's like not yeah 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 like that is frankie and and the real possibility that in order to be happy they have to walk away from this sensational opportunity with the band and try to pursue music outside of that oh my god that's that's so rough that okay so in this moment though do they also so they also kind of have to break this news so not only are they approaching someone who is clearly in the midst of like a complete existential crisis motivated by a broken heart but also they have to be like and all your shits on the internet yeah here's what i propose you leave the country, you change your name, you assume a new identity. <laughs> this is the only option. You have proposed that like at least three times in this story. <laughs> Look, yes, that's it. Frankie sees them and is clearly like not loving the idea of talking, but is also not resistant to it. Isa is first and foremost concerned with how Frankie's feeling with the release of this information and the scandal that ensued. Also because she is aware that she might be the reason it got out. So she approaches Frankie about that. Frankie is shocked to learn this information for a moment. But then Frankie is kind of like almost relieved because... The fact that they had had to keep this a secret for so long was adding to the absolute toxic environment because Mm -hmm. it was like they had to deal with this by themselves and to the world they had to pretend to be this big happy family group. So now Frankie is just like laughing. (laughs) Amazing response. Jennifer and Issa are both confused but feeling like well, at least it's not an explosive reaction. True. Frankie is now apologizing to Issa for exploding on her stoop last night. Frankie is taking accountability for the fact that the reason they were upset had to do with this change on the horizon. Mm -hmm. 
for them. Then Jennifer cuts in to apologize because she's the reason, probably, that this information got leaked in the first place. But Frankie stops her and is like, no, you know what? I think this might be the best thing that could have ever happened. They all decide to get in the car, drive back down to town, and help fix, question mark, whatever is coming. Kat, meanwhile, has grabbed the rest of the band. They are in a back room that's kind of like a living room area that they've kind of locked up in the bed and breakfast. Frankie arrives, is really going to collect her things and leave, is not looking for the band. (laughs) Certainly doesn't want to see the band. Uh, But nevertheless, there they all are. So now Frankie, Issa, and Jennifer are in this room along with Kat and the rest of the band. And now it's time for everyone to scream at each other. Oh, it was coming. I knew it was coming. I wasn't prepared. Kat is screaming at Frankie for telling anyone. Kat is screaming at both Issa and Jennifer. Lindsay and Naomi are bickering. Butch is bickering with them. They're mad at Frankie. Frankie's mad at them. And finally, Frankie's like, you know what? I quit. Nice. And the world stops turning for a split second. Because never in a million years did any of the band actually think Frankie would leave. Kat passed out because the stress. I was about to say, um, Kat actually just had an aneurysm, so medical attention may be necessary. Yeah. Frankie is like, this isn't it. This isn't what we wanted. We wanted to make music with our friends and none of us are friends anymore we have manipulated each other we've stabbed each other in the back we have become terrible people to each other we have become the villains in each other's stories and i'm gonna slay the dragon we're done god that's so brave like it is people don't acknowledge enough how brave quitting can be real heroes quit yeah, real heroes quit. <laughs> That's gonna be our merch. We'll release it two years from the moment you're listening to this. And so fade to black on the majority of the story. We open back up on the little cafe in town. A week or two has elapsed. People are definitely whispering in the background as Isa and Frankie have their little coffees and pastries for breakfast in the morning. Frankie turns to Issa and is like, where do you want to go? Issa is suggesting places around in that area, like what they're going to do today. And Frankie's like, no, where do you want to go? And it's this like really beautiful moment where that question can mean so many different things. Yeah. Issa whispers something to Frankie and then Frankie tosses her keys to Issa and then they walk out with Frankie flipping her cool leather jacket over her shoulder so hot and then that's that's how this this story ends I love that so much I love the open ending because ultimately the moral of this story is that 
both fortunately and unfortunately, life just keeps going. So you must too. And they're both forging ahead after devastating blows. Oh my god. I love this so much. Who are we casting? Thank you so much. I would love to tell you. Okay. While you were telling me this story, I just had people like pinging in my head. Mm-hmm. So feel free to edit how you please. Um, but starting with Issa, I want her to be Ariana DeBose. Ooh. Yeah. Like that kind of like, I feel like she could do like, just like a really subtle, powerful kind of vibe that really leans heavily into like that throwing down sick wisdom kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Frankie is Kristen Stewart. Oh my God. Jennifer is Diane uh, Guerrero. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like she would have the perfect sort of like busybody energy that Jennifer mm-hmm. kind of encompasses in a sweet way. Okay. Um, Kat is Megan Fahey because I think that she would look amazing walking around with a phone glued to her hand and constantly looking like concerned all the time. Okay. Naomi is Hunter Schaefer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lindsay is Maya Hawk. Ugh. Yes. Yes. And, okay, so Butch is kind of a wild card for me. I thought about doing, like, Joe Keery for Butch. Um, He's not quite, like, okay, so here's the thing. He's not really the build for Butch because when I first pictured Butch in my head... I pictured him as more like, I think it'd be funny for Joe Curie to be Butch because my initial instinct is to go for someone who kind of looks like a biker because of the name. But okay, I think but here's funny. the thing. When you said Butch, I was thinking like Butch and everyone else in this band is a woman. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, love it. Let's lean into it. <laughs> oh I think we God. had two different visions. <laughs> what if they call Joe Curie Butch because... They're like, he's the most butch out of, like, he looks the most like a butch lesbian out of all of us. <laughs> like, we could style him like that in this movie. <sighs> I feel like that would be very funny. So, yeah, so that's my, um, that's my cast for you. You didn't cast Olive, the bed and breakfast owner. Oh my god, you are so right. I forgot about Olive. My apologies to Olive. Who should Olive be? What about Rowan Blanchard? Is she too young for this? I mean, she seems kind of young to, like, own a bed and breakfast. Maybe she came into it through generational wealth. I think she's younger than all of the other people we've cast. So She definitely is. I need to hold she's, on. She looks like a, a baby. What about Kiersey Clemens? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We've done a beautiful casting, but we've forgotten the most important casting uh, call of all. And that is, who will Stanley Tucci play in this film? Is it John Stamos? (laughs) I think it has to be. I think we 
have to and because they don't look anything alike i think it would be really funny to just have all like have the people say oh that's john stamos and then it's just like stanley tucci in a wig either that or we just have uh stanley tucci be like he just loves to vacation like he plays himself and he just loves to vacation in this town that would honestly be perfect um my only other idea was that he could be um the goat farmer that jennifer keeps getting these goats from uh but i think i prefer that he just like randomly pops in and like they're sitting at the coffee shop he walks in and the barista's like hey tooch I got you and just hands him like an Americano. Yeah. Stanley Tucci just casually slides a $20 bill crisp across the table and is like, got you. So as a recap, our Mm. gift shop extraordinaire employee, AKA Issa is Ariana DeBose. Mm -hmm. Frankie, our guitarist in turmoil is Kristen Stewart. Kat is Megan Fahey. Kat is the band manager. Jennifer, Issa's sister, is Diane Guerrero. Olive, the owner of the bed and breakfast, and Issa's ex is Kiersey Clemens. Naomi, the lead singer of Chateau Noir, is Hunter Schaefer. Lindsay, the bassist and the person that uh is having an affair with naomi is maya hawk and then butch the drummer so named because he is the only not lesbian in the band is joe Keery. (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like funny it's funny yeah and then he he has to have like some really ridiculous name like reginald or something like that you know like something is like his actual name but like butch is his it's his stage name it's his stage name yeah oh his real name is um clancy adams jones the second clancy adams jones yeah the second the second all right yeah 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 Mm -hmm. (sighs) okay i know he has to be more he has to be like the sixth there's gonna be like six of these motherfuckers All right, Madison, did we make a rom-com? That's an excellent question, Chelsea. Um, But how would I even know? Are there criteria? Yes. Uh, (laughs) First, (laughs) we can ask ourselves, do they date? I think that uh, Issa and Frankie definitely date. They're getting so much coffee. They are so caffeinated and slightly dehydrated. They went in through axes. Like there was there was definitely some good datage going on. Not to mention the better. What I didn't mention about the axe place, um, is that it's actually an axe slash coffee bar called Axe to Grind. <gasps> oh my okay. Should we just bleep all of that out to save that for our own business venture? Oh my god, that's so good. I don't know how copyright works. Like, we we have own the copyright to this podcast. Yeah. So does that mean that it's protected? 
Or does that not how business works? I don't know how intellectual property functions. I'm not that type of paralegal. Hopefully I won't be one ever. <laughs> because I just don't want to be one anymore, period. But um <laughs> But yeah, no, I'll um hold on, let me I'll just Google it really quick. How to copyright for Axe Coffee Shop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Coming to you soon. That's so good. Thank you. Oh my god. Axe to grind. Yeah. Soon to open in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. And then our next question is did we laugh and did that humor elevate the story was it significant to the to the story and the plot so i think most of our laughter and everything would come before our act 3 breakup after that mm-hmm. it would become much more drama focused mm-hmm. but i feel like there are moments that are kind of destined for good humor like our homies godfrey and godrick um (laughs) they're just it's just guaranteed humor um cute moments the sneaking around the back door at the bed and breakfast is like perfectly silly energy i would say that the comedy is sort of central to the development of the romantic edge Mm mm-hmm so I'm going to count it. I'm going to say that since it seems crucial to the develop the initial development, we're going to say yes. Okay, great. And finally, is love in the driver's seat? Is romantic love what is propelling this story forward? I think that, you know what, I'm going to say yes. And here's why. Let me defend my thesis. I feel like before my actual thesis defense, when like two days beforehand, I realized I needed a PowerPoint presentation. Basically, the situations that set them up for this relationship, like in the very beginning, the sort of exposition that we see doesn't necessarily indicate that that'll be the motivating factor, but I don't think it needs to because ultimately everything that kind of precipitates afterwards is a side effect of this relationship coming together and occurring. Like Frankie likely would never have gotten to the point. The band would never have gotten to the point if the romantic relationship didn't occur. And it's sort of like an evolution from romantic love to self love that we see that propels the plot forward. So I would say yes. Okay. All right. That was too yeah. easy, much like defending my thesis. <laughs> Maybe, you know what, guys? If you want a bonus episode, I will do a reading of my undergraduate thesis for you. It's on a syntactically generated distance in Lolita. Nobody wants to hear that mess. Except for, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And therefore you won't be able to record it. Oh, that's true. I am merely a guest (laughs) on this glorious podcast. My rights will be revoked. I'm only honestly like Colonel Mustard. Like Colonel Mustard, Madison is only a guest. (laughs) Flames, flames on the side of my face, heaving, heaving, heaving. (laughs) 
I know that we won't be in the same place for Halloween, but do you want to coordinate for Halloween and all be clue characters? I'll, I'll consider it. Yeah, perfect. I want to be, be driving the across library. the country on Halloween. Oh, that's so true. Make sure you <laughs> trick or treat in multiple states. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. How badly do we want this to be a movie? What are my options? Is it a no thanks? I already have plans to rewatch. Is it I'll pirate it? Is it I'll wait for it to be on DVD or streaming? Is it a kind of I'll catch it when I can in the theater? Or are we door busting opening day? Um, I'm going to give this one a four plus. And what that means is I'm going to go see it in theaters and I'm going to make a day of going to see it in theaters. I'm spending money on the popcorn. I'm spending money on the frozen Coke. Like I'm going to pour M&Ms into that popcorn and make whoever is with me if they don't enjoy that angry because they can't stop me. Um, so it's it's going to be a great time at the theater to watch this movie. Well, I'm just a four- I'll catch it when I can. Okay. I got to support my peeps uh, in the film. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. <laughs> and the I meant, I, I actually meant God Drake and Godfrey, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> well, it looks so cute. You know, you know, they're going to have their own little like harness best things to hook their leash onto. Did you see them at names. the premiere? Oh. <gasps> Oh my god, it was so cute. They had their little names in glitter. Yeah. It was gold glitter. Then they went to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and they have their hooves in a star. Oh my god, and then they shat on the bad stars. (laughs) I wish I could be like them. Their little hooves. Their little tiny hooves. They're so cute. Anyone who doesn't like goats can fight me. I don't care if they bite the shit out of you. They're adorable. I would let a goat bite me. It's happened before. It can happen again. Would you say they're the only kind of kid you would ever consider? Absolutely, I would say that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the goat kind of kid, huge fan. The human kind, I have like five in this world that are okay. I keep having to expand that number, though, because my friends keep having children. It's really inconsiderate of <laughs> It really is. Like, I have to broaden the range of children that I have to, like, enjoy being around. I will say that the five, though, in that range, they're good. They just all have so much potential to save the world from fascism or something. Or be stained glass artists. Same thing. Well, that's my story for you this week. It was great. Thank you so much. Um, Next time. Yeah, what am I doing? This time we had a secret rock star. Next time, I think we are doing a marriage of convenience. Ooh, okay. Oh, let me think. You you don't have to come up with the plot right now, Madison. I know. It's just I have to get the the brain cell warmed up. So I have to start (laughs) now to be ready. Six days from you. All right. While Madison warms up that brain cell, thank you all for coming on this winding journey with us. Looking forward to seeing you 
all next time. In the meantime, you can head on over to Instagram at Love at First Screening, where we will be asking a question about maybe goats. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe in our Instagram story. Yeah. What's your, what's your house goat's name? Mm, yeah. What is your house goat's name? And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, send us a note, send us a film suggestion for when we're back on that shtick. Uh, you can do that by sending an email to loveitforscreening at gmail.com or sending us a DM on Instagram at loveitforscreening. I am Chelsea. That is Madison. And until next time. Quitters are heroes. Quitters are heroes. <laughs> Woo. Quitters are heroes. You really are. I want to quit something. We could quit this podcast. Now, maybe my job. Okay. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if Madison's quit her job yet. <laughs> <laughs>